Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space. I am, as per usual, joined by my furry co-host Slade, who uh, is sitting right next to me, ready to do his co-hosting duties yet again, as per usual. Uh, and I'm here with more food for thought and some mindset for the week as we have yet another week in front of us. So in terms of what I want to talk about this week, I want to answer a very simple question. Just a very simple question I want to, I want to breathe the answer to. And that question is, what breeds appreciation in a person? What breeds appreciation in a person? Now, this is a multi-level question, obviously. Are we talking about appreciation in general, or are we talking about appreciation for a certain thing? We'll, we'll take the idea of a certain thing. That's, that's where we're going to put our main focus this week. So, to me, what builds a person's appreciation for something is how hard they had to work to earn it how much adversity they faced, how many obstacles they went through. When you see that, it's amazing how valuable that is to a person. And I could think of a myriad of examples, but I'll start with a personal one uh, as to what makes a person appreciate what they have or what they've earned. And the story comes from my black belt test from years and years and years ago. So I was a teenager taking my black belt test, and uh, like many of the people who took their black belt test, I failed my first time. And I went back, and I was a little upset, understandably. And uh, I, I talked not only to my sensei, but I also talked to you know the other the other instructors that I knew at the time, and the person who is, is now my instructor since my instructors passed away, who I train with every week, uh, Shion Gravina, at the time he was still Sensei Gravina, who runs our location in Syosset, New York, uh, and is uh, what I would consider our regional head instructor. He said to me at one point, and I, I don't remember after which test this was, he said to me, he goes, you know, in my experience, the people who wind up being the best black belts aren't the people who are so talented that they go and blow the test away the first time. In my experience, the best black belts are the ones who fail, have to pick themselves back up, dust themselves off, work on their weaknesses, and then come back and pass. He goes, those usually wind up being the best black belts because they appreciate it more. I mean, I would say at least in my case, his, uh, his description was accurate because 21 years later, I'm still involved in martial arts. I'm running my own school. I have black belts underneath me. So I, I think that goes a long way to say how much, how valuable that experience was for me. But we see this so often in life. When, a pers when things come easy to a person they tend not to appreciate them. The stereotypical example, you have one kid who works for an entire year, 
Every, every chance they get, they're doing every odd job. They're working their after-school job. During the winter, they're shoveling driveways. During the summer, they're mowing lawns. They're doing everything they can to earn money. And they're squirreling money away. And they're squirreling money away. And they're squirreling money away. And they go out and they buy themselves an old, beat-up, used car. And generally, those kids are the ones who take the best care of their car. Those are the kids who are taking it to the car wash regularly, who are making sure the oil is always changed, that there's always washer fluid in the car. They do all these things to, to appreciate their car. You look in the car, you never see a mess. You never see stuff thrown all over the place. Right? And it may not be the nicest car in the whole wide world. It may be beat up and it may be old, but to them, it's their baby. It's, they had to face so much adversity in order, to, in order to earn this thing that they now appreciate. And all the hard work that they went through to get there, that was what it took to make this thing so valuable to them. By the same token, the other half of that coin is when you meet someone, a teenager, who their first car is a really nice car. Really nice. Maybe even a luxury car. But they didn't work for it. They don't pay for it. They don't pay for the insurance on it. Mom or dad bought them the car. Mom or dad pays the payment. Mom or dad puts the gas in it. Mom or dad pays for the insurance. Now... You look at the way the kid pays, you look at the way that kid takes care of that car, stereotypically, it's often very different. Often that kid doesn't take nearly as good of, of care of their car. You look at the way, the condition that it's in, and man, they'll, they'll change the oil when they feel like it. They'll take it to the shop, you know, when something goes wrong. Uh, you look in it, there's a mess all the time, garbage in it all the time. I always, always looks representative of how they value it and you see that so often with someone who did not work for their achievement because it's not valuable to them they did not have to earn that car now obviously I'm using a stereotypical example and speaking in generalities but we see this all the time the more someone had to go through in order to get where they wound up in order to get to this achievement level or whatever, the more precious that level of achievement is to them. I, I'll, I'll speak to, to one of my friends who's an, an instructor in one of the other Tiger Shulman schools. And um, I don't want to embarrass him too much, so I won't mention his name, but um, he was, when he was an apprentice under his original, his, one of his original instructors, uh, he came up in a very, very big school. One of, that one of the instructors moved on to open their own location. My friend that I'm talking about moved on with them and went to that, that other location with them, that new location with them. And he worked like crazy for that secondary instructor. Uh, he did an amazing job underneath that instructor. He really kind of took that new location and treated it as though it was his own.
And that instructor that he went with didn't treat him the kindest, took advantage of the hard work, um, and really just didn't recognize how valuable an employee that he had under him, and didn't treat him with the value that he deserved. Um, not only financially did he not do the right thing by him, but more importantly, he didn't treat him like a teammate. He didn't treat him like someone who was very valuable in terms of keeping his school running. You know, uh, now, after years of that, years where everybody kind of knew that um, how valuable this apprentice was, he eventually uh, makes his way back to his home school. And at his home school, he gets to excel even further. He gets to shine even more because now he's no longer swallowed up by the shadow of this instructor that he was with. Not shadow is the wrong term. That he, he was stuck up in the web, let's say, uh, of that instructor that he was with. And everybody who was there with him, you know, had nothing but great things to say about him. And then just before uh, COVID happened, he had the opportunity to open his own location. And he did exactly that. He opened his own location and it was a long time coming. Man, the construction seemed to take forever. The permitting process seemed to take forever, which it often does. And he opened his school, uh, I believe it was either January, late January or early February of 2020. And he got off like gangbusters. And then the world closed. And a lot of people would have laid down and died. Because right? that was some of the most adversity that we all faced was what happened to us during that time, those lockdowns like that. They were horrendous. But he kept his never say die attitude. He had worked so hard to get to that point that he appreciated what he had so much. And man, on, he was on Zoom with his students very quickly, staying connected with them as much as he possibly could. He really maintained a great percentage of the students that he had signed up. And when he was able to reopen his doors, his school, ever since then, his school has just been doing phenomenal. Not only are his classes packed, his students are very good. Uh, when we had our tournament back in December, I had a few of his students in my ring and uh, I was able to tell who his students were because he left his fingerprints on them very, very vividly and how they moved and so forth. And um, you can see his students are all very dedicated. They all love the school. And he creates a great environment in it. And man, this guy works so hard. He's always at his school. He's, you know, he's there so many days a week. Not that, you know, we're all taking all these luxury vacations, but, you know, he's there every single day of the week. He's there for every single class. And he cares so much. And I think that care not only comes from who he is as a human being, because he certainly is that type of human being. But I think even more so, it comes from all of the garbage he had to go through to get there. I think if he had been with a phenomenal instructor um, from the very, very beginning and had, had been appreciated by that phenomenal instructor by the very, very beginning, had his praises sung by that phenomenal instructor, and then walked into an amazing location, took over an amazing location, 
Um, and then by matter of the fact that he had his head on straight, that wonderful location started to do really well. I don't think he would have appreciated it as much. I think he might have taken it a little more for granted, as most human beings would. I'm not saying anything negative about him as a person. I'm saying a human being in the opposite situation can very much look at themselves a different way. Right? And I've seen that in the past. Instructors who have walked into locations that were already up and running and the person who was there just, though they were there, they weren't there. And now this new instructor comes in and just by nature, the fact that they're showing up, that they're putting the work in, they think that they're incredible. Um, but it just shows you the potential of what could have been there had the previous person put in that effort. Uh, and I think right along with the, with the, uh, the appreciation for what that person has, right? speaking about my, fr my friend who opened their school just before COVID, speaking about that, that appreciation they have, what also comes with it is humility, which I think is, is phenomenal. Like I said, I, I've seen instructors who aren't as good think they were way better while not performing as well simply because they turned around a school where the previous person wasn't even applying themselves. He built this school from, from nothing, twice. He started to build it up before COVID. He opened his doors, COVID locked him down, and then he built it back again, which is even more impressive to me. Um, you know, it, it's hard enough to do it once, and he did it twice. And he remains so humble and he's the first person to admit he doesn't know anything and ask for help. He's appreci appreciative for every, uh, every bit of help that anybody gives him. And it, what's also cool is when he sees the success of others, he's not shy to acknowledge it either. You know, he's, he's very humble that way. But, but where did that come from? I believe that comes from all that he had to go through to get there. I'll share a similar story but in a different avenue of life, so you guys can appreciate this a little bit more. So, um, person that, that we're tangentially connected to, uh, Mrs. Sensei's aunt's friend. So, pretty, pretty distant connection. But we've met this person a bunch of times. And they had had problems having children for a very long time. They were trying for a very long time. They saw doctors, you know, of all different types. They tried all different ways of going about things in order for them to have a child. And, man, they went through everything. Like, it, it, you name it, they went through it. Tests and procedures and attempts to have it. And they kind of reached a point in life where they said to themselves, well, I guess this just isn't going to happen. And they kind of took all the pressure off and said, you know, like, okay, we're going to stop trying. And they went about their normal lives as a married couple. And then a miracle happened out of nowhere, changing nothing. All of a sudden, she was pregnant. And the, the, the baby is born. And you see how attentive these parents are to their daughter. And you know, you can just see from the way they raised their child, from the way they did that, you can just tell how hard they worked to get to that point.
They're so involved in their daughter's life. They're so connected to, to everything that their daughter goes through. And they appreciate the fact that life gave them a daughter, that life gave them a child, period. They would have been happy regardless of the gender, of course. Right? But they're just so happy to have gotten it to that point. Right? They know what they went through to get there. And they have, and obviously every parent loves their child, but you can see how much it means to them to have that child. And that means, that means so much to that child. Now, obviously, uh, you know, time will tell because their child is still very young exactly what type of parents they wind up being for the rest of this child's life. But nonetheless, it, it follows right along with my point that the more a person has to go through to get to the destination, the more they value the destination when they get there. You see someone who has left the home by a parent, often that home does not look nearly as good when the second generation that's in it has, ha has had it for a number of years. By the same token, you see someone who worked their butt off, right, did everything they could in their career to advance their career, paid down all of their debts, worked on their credit score, did everything that they could to get to the point where they, could, where they could buy a home themselves. And you see the way that second person keeps their home? And almost always, it's better. Almost always. Right. I'll give you guys, again, another personal example. When I was a kid, one of the chores that got handed down to me, excuse me, to me eventually, was mowing the lawn. And like most teenagers, I hated mowing the lawn. <laughs> It was one of those things where every week I knew how to do it, but every week I dreaded it. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to go outside. My parents' backyard was big, and it was an odd shape, and it was difficult to mow, and I was not a fan. Um, I didn't want to do it. I would kick it down the road as long as I could. And then I bought my house. And now, when I mow my lawn, the care I take when I mow my lawn, I take the weed wag around, get around every little edge perfect. I, I, I make sure that I'm there every single week. I actually look forward to it. Uh, my lawn gets a little shaggy looking, I get a little upset. And I put a lot of work into the care of it. Well, one, the first house, how did I get there? I was born, that's how. Right? I didn't do anything to, get, to earn my place into that house. This house, I had to work for my whole career to get be able to afford this house. And my blood, sweat, and tears, what I do every single day, goes into the, the, the purchase, upkeep, and maintenance of this house. So I value it far more than I did my parents' house when I was a teenager. So what I want you to do is when you are going through the struggle, when you are dealing with the adversity, when you're being dealt the losses, that life deals us sometimes. When you're stumbling, realize what's going to happen. If you have enough care, if you have enough determination, enough non-quitting spirit, self-discipline, call it what you will, it's all the same thing. If you have enough of that, when you come out the other side, 
when you get to that point of success, you're going to appreciate that success so much more. Without a doubt, it's going to mean so much more to you than someone who it just came easily to. So don't look at the adversity that life throws your way as just adversity or as just negative. Instead, look at that adversity as the building of appreciation. That you're building up appreciation for the success that's definitely coming down the road. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, Please make sure that you guys subscribe. Get your new episodes every Wednesday. Make sure you guys leave a rate and review. It just helps. And of course, share the podcast. If you have a friend or a teammate or a family member who's going through some, some struggle, who's being dealt some losses along the way, who you know is just building appreciation for their eventual success, send them this episode so they get to listen and they get to appreciate what life's dealing them a little bit more. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at sensei underscore Leonelli. On Facebook, I'm sensei James Leonelli. You can find my school online at tsk.smithtown.com. You can find us on Facebook or at facebook.com slash tigershalmansmithtown. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at tsmma underscore smithtown. Uh, you can find the, out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. Find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. Um, make sure that you guys visit the link tree on my Instagram page so you can get websites uh, to everything that, that I'm uh, connected to, not only everything to do with my school, but also the Flex Fights commentary that I do. You can purchase the pay-per-view and watch and listen to exactly what we do uh, at Flex. Beyond that, guys, until next week, invest in yourselves. I will see you guys on the map.